Welcome to the show. It's Brandon Burns. This is the Team Up podcast and vodcast show. If you're listening, a very big welcome to you and also welcome to this week's episode. We'll dive into that very shortly. But just to remind everyone and encourage you all to review us on the iTunes store, you can also find us on Spotify, Stitcher and many other platforms. And also you can visit us at teamupdigital.com.au and get in contact with us at info at teamupdigital.com.au. So that's enough from us for now, but on to the weekly show. But thanks again, it's Brandon from the Team Up Show, and enjoy. See you on the other side. Okay, welcome back to the Team Up Show with your host, Brandon Burns. It gives me great pleasure in welcoming our very special guest from Video Confidence Coach, it's Zoe Hollingsworth. Woo, yay! (laughs) We don't even need to add effects of applause or anything now. You just no, just do my own. I'm already here. <laughs> How are you, Zoe? Very good. Yeah. I'm very awake. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not, but we are going to pretend like we are. Yeah, no, fantastic. Um, for those of you listening on the podcast and those of you watching on our vodcast on YouTube, um, I'm going to take the opportunity today to bring on an amazing guest, Zoe, who you've just uh, heard from and introduced. And she's going to talk to me about a few things in particular But today's focus mainly is going to be on the growth of video. So many of you out there, startups, entrepreneurs, business owners are probably either using video in a small capacity already or have been thinking about, you know, adding it into your your strategy, into the mix, but just don't know where to start. So, um, and it's something that we've obviously embarked upon recently, which is why you're, you're hearing and seeing us on the video now. So, um, we're going to talk to Zoe about video. We're going to talk to her about how to get a usable easy strategy for video and then also Zoe's going to share with us some details about um, some really important workshops that she's running which are a great access for business owners and people wishing to build their confidence with video. Um, We'll also have a chatter about presenting which is kind of what we're doing now and I'm keen to to learn some more tips and tricks from her. She's already shared with me some amazing um, stuff already off camera so we're going to get down to it. So I've talked too much already but to, to start this episode off, Zoe, I thought I'd give you the opportunity to tell everyone a little bit about yourself, your journey, and uh, video confidence coach, and what's what's happening. So, journey, <laughs> you might need to give me a prompt for that one. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe just give me an understanding of um, what's brought you to video confidence coach the business today. I know you operate a couple of other ones, actually, and, and also um, where you see video heading with, with yourself involved. So what I'm here representing today is Video Confidence Coach, where we do workshops, we're building an online course at the moment and putting together a whole lot of content for people to get in front of the camera. Mm -hmm. Because as people who can see us and also people who can hear us, being in front of video can be scary. Oh, totally. And a lot of business owners are like, I don't want to worry about that. I don't want to worry about that. And it gets people off to a bad start, especially when no one can understand you or if no one's willing to listen to you if they can't see you or trust you. Yeah, perfect. So... That's what I'm here to do and so make people... <laughs> so tell me a little bit about your, your background. I know that you, you own and operate a digital agency as well, Zebrafish Digital Media. Yeah. And I've seen a lot of the portfolio and I, I've seen that you've done a lot of explainer videos uh, both for businesses showcasing their environment but also um, businesses showcasing the human element. So it may be um, a business owner presenting to camera. Yep. And, and what stood out to me with a lot of those clients was the level at which you'd been able to work with the subject, either being the client or the business itself, in projecting its image and giving it a voice. So maybe you can tell me a little bit about your experience and background in the presenting 
space as well and how that's growing and is really relevant for, for people listening and watching. So in regards to presenting, especially in front of camera, um, I started acting when I was quite young, um, despite what you may think or feel about me. Um, <laughs> I, was, I was actually quite shy when I was younger. I was deaf for a long time in my childhood. Really? And then once I got to finally hear properly, um, my ability to pronounce wasn't quite great. Like I had a Steve Irwin cross Paul Hogan accent that no yes. one could understand from the yes. Australians. So I got to this point where I went to acting classes to develop. Yeah. Being able so, to project. So, you, so you mentioned um, you were deaf. I don't know if you feel comfortable sharing with us. Was it a condition or was it? Um, I think it was a case of. To tell you the truth, I actually can't remember. Yeah. All yeah. I know is that I had to get surgery to go through a few grommets just to get it out of my ear. Yes. All I know is that what was in there was black, and you had to wow. dig it out with a spoon. So, at what age was this that you you? So that was about six. So up until six, you couldn't actually hear. So previous to that, it's like having your head underwater. You can hear general directions uh, of where okay. things are coming from. But yes. when it comes to actual pronunciation or dictation, yes, had no idea. And I would just look at people's eyebrows because I thought that's where, how people spoke when they had eyebrows. Their eyebrows wow. moved. What an uh, amazing story. And I was wrong because turns out the, no- the, the noise, the gargling sound coming from their mouth is actually what's speaking. <laughs> and I was wrong. Very oh, bad. that's that's inspiring. That's great. So... Um, I'll just ask quickly, but with that in mind, because you talk about, um, you know, video being such an important element and for people to really master it, to be able to uh, present themselves properly. But I guess what's relevant, because we're on a podcast now, we're recording into some, you know, some nice microphones and, and obviously listening is a big part of how some people choose to consume their content these days. Talk to me about the element of sound and audio uh, with respect to video and when executing it and, and where it sits is in its level of importance. So what is known in the industry is that it's 60% audio, 40% video. Really? Now, as you may guess, that's larger than video because you, what you may be able to assess, and your viewers and listeners can also tell as well, yes. that if it's a good quality audio, you're going to listen to it and watch it longer. Okay. If it has terrible visuals but good audio, you're going to stick through it. Yes. It's not going to be the best experience for you, but you're going to enjoy it. Okay. But if it's got terrible audio but really good visuals you're going to lose even more faith of her because you can't clearly understand what's happening around you. Yes. As much as we all would like to. No, no, that's, that's, that's a very true point. And um, I guess one thing to consider is for businesses wishing to use video as part of their strategy, obviously the first step I would assume, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, is that people will um, execute a video on their smartphone. And that's what I teach people to do. Okay, excellent, excellent. So with that in mind... Is the sound quality good enough on a smartphone to execute video? And if so, does it have more to do with the environment and setting up to ensure that there's no distractions or sounds compromised? Or do you recommend maybe using an external microphone or some type of product that's affordable and easy to use by plugging into the smartphone? So yeah, talk me through how someone can execute video on a smartphone but make sure they don't compromise the sound. So in regards to sound, if you can work in an environment that is quiet, that Mm -hmm. is not very echoey, that is nice and relaxed for Mm -hmm. you as well as the sound around you, then you can use the audio on your phone. Okay. It's not brilliant and it's not the best that you can get, but it will do. Especially for shorter videos when you just need to get it done and get it out, that's what matters. Okay. People need to see your message and see you Mm -hmm. get through that. 
Um, but I highly recommend getting a microphone that you can just plug into your smartphone. Sorry for iPhone X users because you don't have a high headphone jack, <laughs> but you can get an adapter. So what I highly recommend to people is a microphone that you get from JB Hi-Fi, Officeworks, anywhere. It's called a Rode Lav Smart Lav Plus. Okay, Rode Lav Smart Plus. And is that a lapel microphone? Yes. So a lapel microphone for people that aren't aware, it's a microphone that has a wire just connected to the phone and it's a small dot that usually sits on your collar or somewhere on your clothes or on your necklace if you're naked. Um, Big brother, shout out. Um, (laughs) And it usually sits there and it's what is known as unidirectional. So the sound, it can only pick up sound from one direction. Okay. As in your face or where the noise is coming from. So let's say, for example, those watching can see that we've set up a studio here um, for a podcast. Those listening, we've obviously got two um, directional microphones um, on microphone arms and we're trying our best to be as close to the microphones as possible. Now, let's say we recreated this environment. Yeah. (laughs) Let's (laughs) say we recreated the environment, but instead of using these uh, microphones on arms, we use lapels. How would that compare so the quality i'd say it would be about 60 percent of these guys yeah so using lapel doesn't mean it's the best microphone ever it just allows less of the sound and distraction destruction distraction around you to penetrate the audio okay so it's going to sound a lot better and i use it a lot for my professional gigs as well just because when you're in a big huge room of talking people you just want one person and if they're if the microphone is as close as you can to them without looking too distracting then it then you're going to have the best quality audio. Okay, awesome. So this this product, this lav, this lapel microphone, um, people can be executing video on their smartphone in their business. Yep. And this plugs directly into the earphone jack. Has quite a long lead, I would assume. Yep. So that potentially someone else could hold the smartphone for you, whilst you've got your microphone lapel connected to your shirt and near your mouth, and it's still no issue. Um, what does it cost for a product like that around about? It's around about 70 bucks. Sometimes oh they that sometimes they do go slightly higher, slightly less, but you got to keep in mind that you're going to be using this for every single video you make or yeah. even when you just do audio. Yes. So, you're going to keep in mind that you're going to be using this a lot. And yes. they're quite sturdy. They're from a um Australian brand called Rode, R O D E, yes. which yes, they're high quality and a little bit expensive, but they're also going to last. Yes. So, unless you drown it, like I have maybe once or twice where it accidentally yeah, that we're using a road mic right now. Yeah, perfect. Yes, like this one, but obviously a lot smaller. <laughs> okay, so that's that, that's great. It's a really good point. So um, I know we digressed a little bit on audio, but I just <laughs> wanted to I just no, I just wanted to um, make sure that people really understood and and that audio is such a big part. We've learned that ourselves, you know. Um, but I guess it's one of the things that if you don't get it right, you you know you got to go back and do it all again. That's why you test. Yeah, correct, correct. <laughs> test one, two. That's why you test all the time before you record anything or if you're about to record something, always yes. do a little bit of, t- a little like three second, sorry, not three second, about 10 second test before you go on and do the actual thing. Yep. It'll give you a bit more confidence going forward and also mm-hmm. you'll know how you're going to look and sound. Okay. So if anything needs to be fixed, you can get it done before you spend all that time yep. working on all that effort. Well, totally. Okay, so we've touched on audio. Now I want to know from you, um, talk me through the relevance of lighting and its importance and the difference it can make if done right. So when you're talking about video, you want people to see you. 
So um, I, um, the work that I specialize in is getting humans in front of the camera because yes. when you're a business owner, yes, you could have a large company around you, but people are still buying from you. People yep. are still buying from humans. Correct. So if you can show them a human, they're going to be more trustful and more relatable to you and your brand, obviously. And lighting is incredibly important because if people can't see you, then they can't trust you. Yep, totally. So what we've gotten here, we've got a nice light box um, off to the side for video view, for the videographer video asked video podcast that's what, it what, what, what are we yep. well I, I like to call it a vodcast vodcast we'll go with that word because that's better <laughs> than my previous attempts so we've got a nice big light box in here which is just um, a large light that with that's diffused which means that the light is um, instead of it being directional on brad's face we've got a nice diffused light so it looks somewhat natural <laughs> yes. we're inside a huge warehouse in the middle but of a small <laughs> a small um, thing to consider but easy to execute that light in particular for those of you um, who can't see um, it's a squarish looking light we'll put a link to the light and also the, the lav microphone in, in the comments after this but it's not an expensive light and we're actually only using I believe half of it at the moment so it's pretty powerful what you can get from it but also yep. you can dull it down accordingly if the room's pretty well lit anyway but I, I, agree, I really like that point you mentioned about um, if you want people to trust you and your product, you know, they've got to be able to see you. And see you just doesn't mean being on screen. It means being present, being positioned right and looking um, presentable on camera. So, And looking like you want to actually talk to people. Yeah. <laughs> if, you look, yeah. if you look a bit disheveled and yeah. look a bit unhappy, people aren't really going to be happy to see you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So for people out there embarking on their next presenting gig in front of the camera or those wishing to um, add their personality and presence to their business and their brand I reckon what would be really cool is if you could just step me through a real life example it may have been a client or someone that you work with currently or in the past where you've really witnessed a transformation with them with their presenting ability on camera through the work that you've collaborated on with them and then also talk to me about a real life example of a business potentially you've worked with who's seen some really, really good wins with their video strategy. And it could be something as simple as uh, a drastic change and improvement you've seen them make on social media, just through a couple of tips. Or maybe it was to do with um, a business or individual you work with that executed an amazing video strategy. But sorry, that's a big, big question. So the first point was an example of someone who's drastically improved their presenting abilities and their appearance on camera. Thank you for quieting <laughs> it down, Brandon. Okay, Brandon may have blown my brain a bit. And I do that a lot. I do that a lot, yeah. blowing brains. Okay, so in regards to um, video... Yes. I'm trying to remember your question because it was No, so no, just, just because there'll be people out there watching thinking, how do I present better? But how do I present better on camera? And obviously they're going to be stressed about, I want to execute this right. I want to make sure it looks good, it sounds good. And then they've got to consider, okay, now how do I address presenting? better what, what's an example of someone that you've worked with where you've really seen that change so one of my clients um, who I've worked with her name's Lee and she's um, from Kids Fit Australia yes so she works with a lot of kids in um, primary school age um, yes. to get them fit and healthy okay. and also she's currently running a online course to help people um sorry not people families get fit together yes because being unhealthy is not good. Yes, correct. And when we first started, she was very shy. She wasn't really prepared to be in front of the camera, yes. even though it's something that she very much believed in. She was very much passionate about her cause. She was still too, um, till still too scared to get in front of the camera and represent it. Yep. So, so how do you overcome that anxiety? 
Well, uh, first we kind of talk it through. So um, I got her to go through some of the freebies, hashtag freebies, um, (laughs) that I give out for Video (laughs) Confidence Coach. And also um, she didn't end up attending one of my workshops because she works in Brisbane. Mm -hmm. But um, I got her to have a look at some of the stuff that I've done and got through some um, virtual workshops. Yes. But essentially it it was a way of addressing, okay, what is stopping you right now? Are you worried about how you look? Are you worried about are you professional enough? Are you worried about this, that, and the other? There are plenty of things like that. But if that is the thing that's stopping you, it's not about you. Yep, correct. It's about your customer. It's about what their problem is and you fixing their problem. Yes. And, ha- and I have this nice big poster that I give people. It says it's not about your ego. It's about helping the customer. Love it. Fantastic. So as soon as you keep framing that in mind, where you frame it to it's, it's for them, it's fixing their problem it's helping them mm-hmm. then you're able to do your job a lot better because you're yeah. not focusing on yourself yes obviously perfect. you need to be able to train up to be able to project and speak mm-hmm. clearly enough mm-hmm. but in regards to that self-doubt and that self-conscious if you're not in front of the video helping them who is yep perfect fantastic all right so that brings me to the next point talk to me about a business that has implemented your video strategy that you've obviously collaborated with them on and talk to me about some of the tangible results that they've been able to draw from that video work and improvements they've made with you so it may have been you know increased engagement on social media or more click-throughs for a particular offer or product um, or more people commenting and joining the conversation around someone's business or product Hmm, who to choose? Okay, I have one good example that a lot of people, especially in the Geelong region, all know and internationally. Yes. yes. Um, so a good example is a business in Geelong called Yankee Sweetheart. Yes. So um, Yan- um, Yankee Sweetheart is run by um, a woman called Lexi, Lexi yes. D. Rock. That's an awesome name. I love it. <laughs> so she runs a beauty parlor, hair salon, and pinup accessories. Yes explosion and where is her audience predominantly is it- so her audience um is predominantly internationally like she has a large um you know audience in the states yep but she also has a large audience in geelong as well because okay. the rockabilly um community is a very large one yes and even though i might not look it today for those <laughs> audio people i do like to dress in the rockabilly style because it's Great. fun it's freeing and also i can look i can rock it Good rockabilly. I can yeah, I, can pull I, it up. I, I don't doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I enjoyed working with her and I still work with her on a regular basis. So she didn't have to worry too much about the confidence aspect because she's had experience with performing and being a musician and a yes. few other things. So yep. we didn't have to worry too much about that. But in regards to strategy, we worked on um, quickly doing. So she works with a company based in the US called LipSense. Yes. So for people who are watching, my lips. Yep, those things are permanent. Um, the lips that I have, which are very unique, um, they are in a heart shape, red heart shape around my lips. They don't cover the full lips. Um, they Hang on, have you tattooed them on? No. no. <laughs> so I, I paint them on, yeah. but using this Lip Sense product, they're not going to come off until tomorrow. Yeah, right. Because they're, okay. they're, they're quite good at holding. And yes. considering how much I work and how well I am at getting rid of the rest of my makeup on my face. Yes. Um, Lip Sense has been quite a useful product to stay on my face. Yes. So that's what that is. That <laughs> so is she, se- nice. she sells that in Geelong. Okay. Um, and we did a fun music video, which is we called it um, My Lip Sense World, where she did a parody of the um, uh, Little Mermaid song. Yes. But with about Lip Sense. Very <laughs> and, nice. And, and stuff. Does she lip sync? 
Uh, yeah, so she sang, she sang, <laughs> she sang it uh, a couple of goes, and then we just limp, and then we got her to um, record separate bits Brilliant. from there. Love and um, I made sure she had captions. I made um, made sure that um, the video was tagged all like all the lip sense people. Yes. And this was on both Instagram and Facebook, by the way. Yes. And making sure that we use our hashtags because hashtags are how people find you, so they group all their content. Yes. And from there, we were able to get like ten thousand followers was within 24 hours really? because she also shared her content through her personal groups yes but also ma- make sure that she you know communicated with the lip sense people and said hey this is what i've done people are loving it share it around yes um she made sure that she had the captions on the video mm-hmm. when you can do this via multiple different methods mm-hmm. see my youtube page for how to do that yourself <laughs> no no well let's hang on so so just quickly so the the url for your site is video conference coach or we go to confidence so and we go to facebook to find that do we yes so you can just search um so you can search video confidence coach on facebook um we're currently getting a website up because as some of your audience may know websites take a really long time and a lot of money but we're getting there very fast so um and they can find you on uh, instagram yep we're on instagram too video confidence coach beautiful and i will work on that because I'm currently working with um, another local business called A Guide Too and she's given me a lot of things to work on my Instagram. So yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be working on my Instagram. And I'm doing a lot of collaborations with local businesses as well. Yes. So um, I will definitely have that on my Facebook and social media. Yeah, <laughs> fantastic. And so if people head to your – just just quickly, so um, hang on. Did we did we summarise that example of that business? I think we no. did. Yeah. No, okay. So, yep. So – Back to the point where we were yeah, before. Yeah, of course. <laughs> so essentially what it was is we were able to get 10,000 um, followers, so people liking our page and joining her groups yes. within that 24-hour period. That's insane. Because we used all that, um, we used all that um, good feedback to our um, ability. Yeah. Positive? I had a word. I've forgotten it now. <laughs> um, so like I said, use captions. So captions are the words that appear on screen of yes. what you're talking about because yes. 80% of people on Facebook and about average of 75 people on Instagram don't have the sound running. When okay, they're, so when let's they're be clear platforms. on that. That's an awesome point. So you're talking about captions, which are results of getting your video transcribed. Is that yep. right? Okay. Now, we tried this together, didn't we? YouTube has a basic function where you can actually ask it to uh, crawl your video and give you a transcription. Now, I've tried this with you and I did notice that it was probably about 70% accurate, but there was just too many um, inconsistencies that they were, they were able for me to publish it. Yeah. Uh, they were good enough to make it able to publish. So what's the solution there? Did you did you say there's a provider that you can pay per minute or something like that? Yeah. So there is a company that I use in both of my businesses yes. called Rev, dot com. Think of the milk. Rev.com. Yep. Okay. So they do um, subtitles, which are to different languages. They yes. do captions, which is the words at the bottom of the screen. Yes. They do transcriptions, which is where they take a video like this and put it into a Word document for you. Yes. Um, and then there's Yeah, hang on. Option. So captions are important to capture people who don't watch with the sound. Yep. But transcription is important because if you get that word doc, you can turn it into a blogger. Blog blog post. You can give it to people as content. You can make it a book. Okay. So this is an amazing strategy for getting more reach with your SEO and your rankings as well. Because you have to remember, even though humans are watching and consuming video content, the computers are the one that are giving it to us. 
Yes. So Google and all their algorithms are the ones that are giving us the content. And if mm-hmm. these computers, which again are not lifelike, they um, need com- they need words and they need um, algorithms to understand what's going on. If you okay. can give them all the content that they need to know, they're going to put you higher than your competitors because they can say, oh, I can understand exactly what this person is talking about. Yep. This is an amazing point. So I'm going to apply this myself. So let me get this right. I, I record a podcast. I record a video. I get a transcription so that I can add captions to my video to engage with my audience without sound on. And I can also pull the transcription um, to publish a blog article after the video, publicizing the content and building my profile online for ranking for more people to find the material. Wow, fantastic. That's an awesome strategy, Zoe. I'll take my hat off to you because that's... um, that's a great way to get maximum value out of the time and effort, obviously, that it does take to execute video properly. But considering um, it's going to get a lot more bang for your buck. Yeah, absolutely. Than I just agree. doing it one video. So let's. I think I checked out that rev.com site and is it on average around about a dollar US per minute? A, do, a dollar US per minute, you can have as many different um, video types as you can. I won't yes. get too bogged down in the details, but essentially you can have different types of um, um, things that can go straight to Facebook, they can go straight to Instagram. There are different types like that, all for a, um, under, all for um, one US dollar a minute. Yes. Obviously, from Australian, there is some money, money's transactional fees. Yeah, yeah. But totally. considering it's incredibly accurate, the only problem I've ever had is when it comes to the Australian accent. We get a bit off sometimes, but as long <laughs> as you tell them that, hey, we're Australian, this is what this word means, don't panic, yep. then they're yep. like, okay, thank you. We'll write this up now. <laughs> okay, excellent. No, that's great. So um, here's something I really want to share with the audience and get your thoughts on, and that is now video exists, obviously, um, and is used predominantly across social media. And so when we think of social media and video, we think LinkedIn, we think Instagram, we think Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Now, have I missed any other relevant platforms that are just as important as those? Vimeo. Vimeo. Okay, we'll talk about Vimeo as well. First question is, and I want you to tell me the type of video, whether it be length or style, that's most important for that particular platform. It could be it could be um, the live version or it could be a pre-recorded or it could be an edited high end or it could be just a handheld smartphone. So the first platform we're going to chuck at you is Facebook. Facebook, Facebook Lives are the best at the moment because... Okay, tell me why a business should do it and when it's best to do it. Facebook wants you to interact with its customers. Yes. Therefore, give them what they want. You're looking for about half an hour or around about half an hour. Yeah. So people can interact with you while you're live. Okay, so this isn't a short video option. No. And why is longer better? Because that gives people a chance to interact with you and ask questions. Yes. And also people, if people get to see you live mm-hmm. while you're online, you get better interaction. And also okay. you can tell who they are. Might try that after this. Um, we should have switched on for the episode actually. Um, okay. So any other means of video that's important for Facebook aside from Facebook Live? Um, blah, 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 um, having... Having short and sharp content. Yes. So around 30 to thirty seconds to 45 seconds. Yep. Um, enough to get people to a call to action. Okay, perfect. The next one I want to throw at you is Instagram. Instagram has a limit of 60 seconds. Okay. But unless you're giving a lot of information in a short amount of time, probably aim for 15 to 20 seconds. 
Okay, so even though you've got six at your disposal with the type of audience, 15 to 20 max before you yep. lose them, yeah? Yep. Okay. If you have more than one point, make more than one video. Okay, and Instagram stories, that's a video tool, is it? How's yep. that work? So it's very much like Facebook Live yeah, where you can do slightly longer versions of being live and um, having stories yes. um, that people access separately to the app. Mm-hmm. But um, it's highly engaging. A lot of people do it. And also you can have the ability to put a lot of hashtags. Okay, awesome. Um, Twitter. Twitter's a little bit funny. Mm-hmm. Wonder why it's not working. Is it more of a sharing tool for video from another platform originating? A little bit. Yeah? A little bit. So okay. if you put something on YouTube and share it through Twitter, it's going to get a lot of reach. Loves it. Okay, good. But you can upload to Twitter itself. It's just a lot more effort. Yep. But again, that kind of falls into the same um, area of um, Facebook, which is the 30 to 45 second, um, short, sharp, nice and engaging, mm-hmm. nice and quick. If you want people to do more, make them go somewhere else. Okay. LinkedIn. LinkedIn. <laughs> that thing that we're all on and we keep paying attention to. <laughs> Hi, LinkedIn. It is growing, isn't it? I know, I know. It's just a Just another one to have to... I know, I know. Yeah. Um, so with LinkedIn, again, you're probably looking around the two-minute mark or less. Yes. Just because you can give a little bit more content. Yeah. Um, and you can give a little bit more explanation to your call to action. And just mm-hmm. in case no one's, un- um, no one's understanding what call to action means, a call to action is where you get people to do something. So you've given yes. them a piece of content or you've given them an answer to their question. And yes. what do they do now? Do mm-hmm. they... Um, see more of your videos do they get a download off you do they book an appointment with you what do they need to do next yes. and you need to make it very very clear because okay. if you don't no one's gonna do it <laughs> okay so uh youtube youtube whatever you want yeah so youtube is the second largest search engine platform in the world Yes. Obviously owned by Google. So what you can do is making when you put a video up, make sure that you have an interesting headline, making sure that you give people as much information as they can. Yes. And in the description, which is the bit underneath the... Yeah, the body, yes. Um, underneath the header, making sure that you give all the information that you can. Yes. So, for example, like underneath this video, we'll have information on mm-hmm. the Smart Love Plus. We'll also have information on where we're located. Yep. And all this type of information that people would want to know. Mm-hmm. And also, Google can give to people because okay. it's in awesome. words. Yes. No, perfect. Okay. So, uh, actually, one we didn't think of, which may be relevant, Snapchat. <laughs> <laughs> you know my feelings now oh no okay so snapchat is um very useful for the younger audience it yes. is very engaging very quick very fast obviously yes. their um content only lasts for 24 hours at a time you can, okay so it actually dissolves yeah you can right. save it but that's not the part of the platform that's yep. not supposed to be the point of the platform yes um it's one of those things that people do a lot more rush jobs and rush content but if you yes. can perfect it to be able to say once a day or twice a day i'm going to go on snapchat and give a very quick tip yep that's going to be a lot more beneficial to you than just hi everyone i'm in the <laughs> middle of nowhere hi snapchat okay perfect so final question is let's say we've just spent all this time oh you don't uh, want to mention vimeo Oh, sorry, Vimeo, of course, yeah, Vimeo. Yeah. Jeez, Brandon, you forgot yeah. to be Yeah, you've done well. So <laughs> talk to me about Vimeo and yeah. So Vimeo is very much considered the second brother to um, YouTube. Vimeo, yeah. you have a lot more control. The only problem is that if you want to upload um, more than, I think, about 10 to 15 minutes worth of content, you have to yeah. pay a subscription. Yes. But in that respect, you have the ability to implant it anywhere in your website. You have a little bit more control over the content Yes. than YouTube would permit you. Yes, yep. So if you embed it, you don't have to battle with ads and, and distractions. True. Yes. Okay, cool. So 
With that in mind, now that we've touched on all the platforms and the, um, the ways to get your video to market and to your audience, let's say we've conducted an exercise. So for example, today we've recorded a vodcast. We've also recorded a podcast. We're going to take your advice and get some transcription and captions done. We'll have a blog article that will follow encapsulating our conversation and the topic. Mm-hmm. But where would be the best place to author the content? And what I mean by that is... Um, does it matter with Google and ranking and, and, and being seen where you publish your video first? So we, we, we all, we're all aware that we can share links to a YouTube video or a Facebook video on other platforms and vice versa. But is there one particular arena that you'd say that's where you should publish it first before sharing elsewhere? I would highly recommend, especially for your listeners, to post it on YouTube first. Okay. And why do you say that? Because A, it's that second largest uh, search engine to Google. Yes. A lot of people search YouTube to find your to find answers to things. Yes. Yes, people do a lot of Googling, but a lot of people just go to YouTube because they say, I want to search something on how to do this. That's how I look it up. Yes. And what is known as evergreen content, so content that you post up once and it's going to last or be relevant for a very long time, Yes. that stuff thrives on YouTube. Okay. If you upload it to Facebook, the Facebook algorithm will just consume it and it will slowly develop and slowly eat away at it over time yes and it will still be there when you know in two years time but no one will be able to find it yep when it's on youtube it's going to stay there forever okay yep beautiful all right so youtube is um probably the most likely place to start your content off and then syndicate okay great keeping in mind that you will have a larger audience and a lot more competition on youtube yes but also that's where people are going to go okay awesome all right well I'm sure you can all understand why I got Zoe on the podcast and vodcast is because she's got so much to offer and this space is so topical um, and, and it's growing and I'm using it in my business and, and I'm seeing more and more people do the same. You, you know why it's growing so fast? Why? Because we have internet. We oh do. my God. We do and it's getting a bit better, which is great. Slowly. So, so tell me, right, just a bit, so tell me, right, that brings me to the next point. Obviously, I'm going to bring it up on the screen here, but I want you to talk to our listeners and viewers about the workshops that you've put together as a result of your, um, you know, your expertise and skills and, and the gap you've seen in the market and why you think this is going to be a great um, option for people to learn more quickly and easily. Uh, it's obviously specifically, initially, it's um, applicable to people in the Geelong region, I would assume, but you mentioned you are putting together an online workshop, which is exciting, and I can't wait for that to be out so that we can share it with our audience. But I've brought it up on the screen here. This is a link. Um, if you go to the Facebook page, the Video Confidence Coach, you'll find a link to the um, upcoming we'll event. But tell me what it's called, what it's about. Yes. One thing I will recommend so to this one I'm holding is, at a is that if they want to be in an online space, yes. which they can consider... Um, yeah, um, where, their um, because their um, audience is a lot of artists, <laughs> and a lot of artists as well. <laughs> um, I highly recommend I have an on a Facebook group called the Video yes. Because crew. when you're doing yeah, art, a lot of people say it's just the final product. Yes. But when people are buying art from you, they're buying all your labor, all your costs. So you need to yeah. be able to show them, hey, it took me six days to make this piece. Yeah, totally. Pay, pay me the money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Correct. See the value. Yes, yep. see the value. So um, the workshops that I'm holding, I'm holding them once a month on yes. uh, the third Thursday um, of every month. Yes. And I'm currently looking at one being held in both Queenscliff and in Melbourne. Right. Um, but we'll see how that goes as we go along. Yes. One thing I will recommend to your listeners is that if they want to be in a online space that they can consider, um, you know, posting their online content or getting.
Confidence Crew, yes. where people can upload their videos and get feedback and yes. where they can get ideas for other content because where I put all my freebies because everyone likes freebies. And yeah, that's, that's great. Do. No, that's fantastic. So to join that group, it's free. You just apply. Yep. Just apply yep. and make sure you answer the questions because... Don't be surprised if I don't let you in if you don't answer the questions. <laughs> <laughs> and this event, so it's ha- the first one's happening. This at, Thursday. Okay, this Thursday, the 19th of April at 9.30 till 11 a.m. And by the time this podcast come out, which means it's going to be later, it's going to be on the third um, Thursday of every month. Yes. So the next one's in May, and I've forgotten what date that is. That's all right. No, but. no, well, um, the third Thursday of May, it'll be, yep, third week of May. So look that up. But um, <laughs> Look at you trying to be smart. <laughs> Head to Facebook for more details. But it's about a $50 spend, and all you have to bring is your phone, your enthusiasm, and it's ideal for people over 18 who've got a social media presence or really want to build it in their business, yeah? And we're highly recommended our workshops is that to ask questions as you go because mm-hmm. we make sure our workshops are nice and small so you can yes. get your questions asked as you go along as opposed to waiting until the end to get your questions asked. I can't because wait to see a Facebook you want to be live able to, uh, yeah, there are, there's not going to be a Facebook live there because their reception <laughs> is not that good. But you'll be able to see some content later when I Absolutely. post it. Absolutely. <laughs> I hope it's of a good standard too. I'm sure it will be. Yeah, it better be. <laughs> All right, that's excellent. So we've learned a lot. I've learned a lot. Thank you so much for your time. We're going to get Zoe back on the show in the near future also to talk about developments as video progresses because it's changing every day. But for now, Zoe Hollingsworth from the Video Confidence Coach, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for having me, Brandon. (laughs) See you guys. Another amazing episode here on the Team Up Show. Thanks so much to our wonderful guests. That's it for now, guys. But don't forget to rate and review us on the iTunes Store, on Stitcher and Spotify. And to get in touch with us, maybe you want to be one of our next guests. Or maybe you've got some suggestions for our content. We're more than happy to hear from you. You can email through at info at teamupdigital.com.au and find us across social media on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. For now, thanks so much for listening, guys, and we'll see you on the next episode.